This is the Rare Bird Podcast. I'm author Riley Perez. My book was What is Real? The Life and Crimes of Darnell Riley, released by Rare Bird in 2018. I'm here with Bobby Brown, the author of Cherry on Top, the second book by the Sunset Strip video vixen, XY's Rock TV star, and Dirty Rocker Boys. How are you, Bobby Brown? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks for joining us today on the Rare Bird Podcast. Thanks for having me. Quick couple questions. Okay. Give me the world by which Give you, you, the came, world. <laughs> okay. you came to be in the uh, video by warrant for Cherry Pie. How, so how did that happen is basically yeah. what you're asking. Um, so he saw me on Star Search. I was um, I won Star Search more times uh, than anybody in the history of that show in any category and except I lost the hundred thousand um, and he saw me on that show and had his people call my people and ask me to be in the video um, that's basically how that happened what was your talent you were exhibiting on, on star search um, how to read a teleprompter I was the spokesmodel right cause they had about well they had a singing portion yeah uh, I, there was no talent drama. all I had to do was um, have a cute video and read from a teleprompter and walk down the the runway the spokes model really was just spokes model. So if she could speak well and she was attractive, that was pretty much the category. So the trajectory of someone winning that would eventually come out to be newscaster. I don't really know, honestly. It, um, they would have won a hundred thousand dollars, which was a good uh, a good win. And um, but because I was on that show for so many uh, episodes and then the reruns, I got so much work from people seeing me on the show. Right. So, acting work came from it? Yeah, acting, commercials, um, radio, other modeling gigs. Married with children. Married with children, right. all that kind of stuff, yeah. Right, pretty cool. Yeah. All right, so venturing. This is your second book. Mm-hmm. All right. What's the big difference you've noticed from your first outing to your second? I mean, is there some... I, I know where like the pitfalls were. Yeah. Okay. So um, basically, I've been getting one complaint, which it was it was too short, the second book, and I agree it was a little short. But we were a little pressed for time um, um, to get it done. So we so the first book it took me about nine months to finish, and the, the second one we had like three and a half months. So we we're kind of like rushing it a little bit. So I do feel like it could have been longer. Um, but maybe there could be a book three. You never know. Right. But this book, Cherry on Top, mm -hmm. is in response to uh, blogs and different different interaction you've had with, with readers from your first book who mm -hmm. had questions and mm -hmm. wanted to get your perspective. So, right. So you couldn't answer everything. Right. Exactly. I couldn't answer everything. Um, I did touch on a few topics that I didn't really get to finish in the first book. Um, it is a continuation of the first book um, of where I am to now and, um, you know, my new adventures and my reinvention of myself at 50. Um, I'll be 50 this week, actually. Um, I know. God, oh, where'd the time go? Anyway, um, so yeah, I'm getting a good response. I haven't gotten any uh, negative backlash yet. I, I got one hater, you know, talking smack, but you know, I'm pretty good at confrontation. In, any of the questions that readers had that uh, that you eventually answered in the book, uh, any interaction with readers that have said, you know, that that's exactly what I was looking from some perspective on? Um, yes. 
Absolutely. Um, um, so many women want to know um, specific questions, like not just, um, hey, how do you, you know, how do you look so good or what? They want to know who do you get your, who do you get your face injections from? What do you get? Where do you get it? Like they, women want to know specifics about, you know, who your doctor is. And um, so, I mean, I literally answered you know, those things, not in such detail, but I said who my doctors were and stuff like that. Not that I've had, you know, any facial work done, but, you know, to try and keep up appearances, I get some, you know, fill, fillings and injectables. Um, and that's it. But they just want to know things like that. So in Cherry on Top, uh, uh, reading it, mm-hmm. there's stories, anecdotal stories that yeah. bring the reader into your world. Mm-hmm. Uh Quick question, this uh, kind of a sideline. Okay. My buddy Nick, his wife Lori, she was Miss California at one point. Oh, really? Volleyball champ. Mm-hmm. And I was in a, uh, a liquor store in Studio City, and I saw an old Budweiser ad with her photo. Uh-huh. I know you did Budweiser. Do you ever walk into a store and see a liquor store. old advertisements from yeah. the 90s with your photos on it? I do. It's crazy. Um, and or suntan uh, places. Right. Like, yeah. So sometimes, but they're, they're old, you know, but they, they're, they still have those promotions up. Yeah. I did a lot of, um, I did Dos Equis posters. I did Budweiser, um, and I did, uh, sun tanning creams and stuff. So in tanning salons, you'll see some of my posters in there from like, you know, when I was in my twenties, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Bit surreal. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I asked him if he wanted me to try to haggle for, uh, to buy it. He was like, no, we got enough of that in the garage. See, I don't have any of mine. So if I come across something, I should yeah try to buy it. Totally. And resell it to you. That would be cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you really wanted to resell it to me, you could. Yes. Right. All right. Let's go back. So on VH1, uh, do it for the band. Uh-huh. Uh, this is, you know, I look at right now, you got this guy, uh, Dan Bilzerian, mm-hmm. and he has all these young, hot models around him. Mm-hmm. I don't know any of their names. Okay. I think that's the big difference with the era that you came up in where, you know, everyone knew who you were. Mm-hmm. If, you know, whether I was into the Playboy type model girls or not, or just a, a lover of the bands that you were a part of, right. their videos you know, there was name recognition. I can't recall a girl's name from Dan Bilzerian's flock. And, yeah. you know, what do you attribute that to? I th- um, the internet and social media. I think that um, back when back when I was, you know, coming up and, and had my fame and whatnot, I feel like th- that was before the internet um, was around. You had MTV, you had VH1, and people were famous for something that they did now you know everybody's famous everyone's pretty so it's like everyone's famous everyone has a filter everyone you know i'm instagram famous i'm youtube famous like everybody's famous for something and but for actually nothing right right Right. like that not no no talent needed right um but yeah you can have you know a hundred something thousand followers because you have a hot body and now you're famous right so i do think that that's what that's what that is attributed from because there's so many people. How can you keep up? I don't I honestly don't know who's famous anymore because I'll see somebody. I'll be like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Right. You know what I mean? So to even get to star search for those who don't 
remember the show? Mm-hmm. You didn't just walk on the show. No. There was there's a whole auditioning process. Right. There's uh, you most likely have to send an old VHS tape in or something like that. Well, actually, um, I was with a modeling agent, and they said um, Star Search is interested in seeing you for an audition. Um, would you be interested? And I said, okay. So then I went in and, um, you know, it wasn't a sealed deal. I had to go in and then if they liked me and they, you know, I did well, then, then they, uh, they booked me for the show. But, um, so I went in and they liked me and then they booked me for the show, but it wasn't something that I was like, I really want to be on star search. It was kind of like getting a modeling gig. And this is a, if did Paula Abdul come out of Star Search or a lot of famous lot of, people right. did? I know Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, Sharon Stone, right. um, Ryan Gosling, I believe. Yeah, yeah, Ryan Gosling, Sinbad. Like, I mean, there's so many people. Yeah, I think he had won yeah. ten or twelve times in the comedy. So this is a a, a, a space where yeah. you had to have talent. Yeah, it was a platform I mean, on television, but yeah. you had to have talent. It wasn't just right. Look pretty, walk around. Right. So. You know, you have that. You had already come out of the pageant world, mm-hmm. which, you know, beauty is a part of it. But right. still, you had to have talent to get to some degree of notoriety. Yeah. All right. A little bit. So one built on the next. You go from there. Uh, the VH, VH1. Um, with the rockers. The yeah. Yeah. So uh, who all was in that cast and who? Who do you remember and who, what are they doing now? So Do It For The Band was um, many years after that so that was like uh i would say the late 2000s um they were doing a show about um you know bands and whatnot and it was it was going a different way and then i came in to do an interview to be in it and they were like wow your stories are really great you know we're gonna talk to the producers and maybe rework this whole thing would you consider hosting it and you know, doing your voiceover, and uh, and if we change the whole you know format, and I was like, yeah, are you kidding? Of course, that'd be great. So um, that's what they did. And then I went in and and sat with the writer. We wrote it together, like the the script, because I'd be like, I'd never say that. I right. would never do that. Like uh, I say this, say that. So we worked together on the writing the script, and then um, I went in and did the uh, the voiceover and you know, had my part in it and then, you know, read for the other people's stuff. So it was cool. And then it won best rock documentary of the year, actually that year. So yeah, it worked out well. Cool. Women of the Sunset Strip. Yeah. um, Yeah. It was so basically it was about the women who supported the men of the Sunset Strip is what it was about. Video. Not videos necessarily. Video vixens. It was called um, the women. uh, It was what was it called? Women of the Sunset Strip. Yeah. Yeah. But it was about the women who were behind the scenes, who were the girlfriends of, like the you know, um, singer of Guns N' Roses or my ex husband. Or it it was a story about. It was basically our stories um, about when we hung out or interacted with these rock stars. Right. Or married them or whatever it may be. So, you know, we, we interviewed, you know, the girl who was, you know, the 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 theme who she slept with the guy from Guns N' Roses but was dating the drummer and they recorded them, you know, having sex. Like, you know, just they have she crazy stories. She played an stories. integral part in yeah. keeping Guns N' Roses yeah. on the road. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something like that. So, right. yeah. They, they played a part. She Excellent. had. She definitely played a part. That's for. Will you come sit down, please? <laughs> That's the dog. What's the? That's Nupa. Who? Nupa. Welcome. She's moving in. She's sit all down. around. Yeah, she's like, I just want to check things out. So, yeah. Tommy Lee. Oh God. Still okay. a friend. <laughs> yeah. 
I know at the reading you you gave a quick story about uh, a, a short interaction with him. And this is many years since uh, you two dated. You you took a quick story when at your reading where you had run into him at the restaurant and it was um, oh hi Tommy. Um oh oh yeah you're talking about Malibu Cafe. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. No, oh, it's you on you. To tell you about what happened? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's okay. the relationship like now? I mean, many um, years have passed since you guys actually were a couple. Yeah, so we, you know, I was best, I was best friends with his sister for, and still, we're still friends, um, for since we were dating. So we've always, you know, if I ever needed to reach out to him for any reason, I would send him an email and he would get right back to me. But we, it's not like we ever chatted or talked on the phone or, you know, kept in touch per se. But every now and then I'd reach out to him and be like, hey, uh, you know, whatever. And he would get back to me and be cool. Um, we didn't have any beef or anything, and but I hadn't seen him in decade, you know, or longer. And um, I was recording something for... Um, some show out at Malibu Cafe. Malibu Cafe is really cool. I guess everybody goes there on weekends. It's like this property that used to be owned by some rich person who literally turned it into a like um, a place where it's a restaurant and a bar and it has like a lake. It's it's gorgeous. Have you ever been? Yeah. Okay, it's incredible. So you know. So um, me and my girlfriend, Sharice Neal, who was married to Vince Neal, and another friend of ours was, um, we were walking across to this little part, you know, this little cove where the boats are, you know. And out of the blue, he comes walking around the corner with Bobby Fernandez, who used to date Sharice. So they're, fr- they're best friends. And we all used to hang out together 25 years ago. And he comes around the corner. I was like, he's like, Bobby? And I'm like, oh my God, hi. You know, so he, big hugs. We were all happy to see each other. Got along great. It was really surreal and crazy. And, but you know, yeah, no hard feelings. Everything was chill. No paparazzi. Oh no, there was, I don't think they even let them in there actually, right. to be honest. Um, I, I reached out to his current girlfriend. I mean, wife, I guess he married Brittany Furlan this year. And um, when th- my book came out just now, I go, because she has now has a podcast called uh, Something Firsts, I forget the name of it, about a uh, worst firsts, worst first dates, and um, I sent her a tweet and I, a twit, I tweeted a to tweet. her, I tweeted <laughs> to her, and I said, "You should have me on your podcast. I just have a new book, and I go, you can ask me anything. I don't care." And she was like, "Oh my god, that would be so awesome!" And then. As soon as I sent that, I went, oh, he's never going to fucking let that happen. There's no fucking way. And then when she was like, that's awesome. Then I sent her a message. I'm like, let's do this. She replied with an emoji. Cause I'm like, oh, yeah, he already put the kibosh on that. Right. Yeah, so that's never going to happen. But I thought she would have been down. He would not let that happen. You ever had any aspirations of singing yourself or mm. instrument? I had a record deal with Jive Records. Um, I was supposed to be Britney Spears, basically. Um, and then I got pregnant, so um, I, I I dropped my contract. It ruined your wholesome image. Yeah, it wasn't really it wasn't really what and, you know. I didn't come out here to be like a famous singer. And my husband at the time, who had just literally walked up and down Hollywood Boulevard with a you know guitar over his shoulder, trying to get a record deal, being a great singer, right. was so pissed that I got a record deal. Just and like he all. was the leader of singer of warrant singer of warrant right. he's like what how do you get a record deal people come here and struggle trying to get there you know and you just get handed one i'm like hey if you can just do everything why wouldn't you like i was just Some, so right. smug sometimes you fall yeah upward, right yeah so but it, it didn't end up going that way that route because i got pregnant with my beautiful daughter who is now 28 and uh yeah 
Very cool. Yep. Cherry on top. Mm-hmm. Give us some highlights if you uh, if you had to pick two sections that stand out the most or that. Um, I just heard the audio book yesterday and I actually laughed out loud at myself at some of this stuff um, and cried actually and cried because um, whenever I, I sit down with Caroline, who's my uh, my ghostwriter, she really gets my voice and I always want to write my books like I'm having a conversation with a best friend and um, and it's and make it very intimate, you know, like it's personal, like the person when they read it, they feel like they're my friend. And, um, and so she really gets that about me. And so when I listened to the audiobook, I was like touched as if it was somebody else. It was real. I thought it was really good. Um, I think the parts, um, where I talk about, you know, my ex-husband and his death and the connection with my daughter that she had for him. And she writes a poem about him when he dies is very touching. Um, about, uh, the overall book is like recreating yourself at 50 some people feel like that you know they get to a certain age and they can't follow their dreams or or do the thing that they always wanted to do because it's too late and um you know nobody's going to want to hear from somebody my age or all this shit well um I'm proving that that's not true and that you know you can check off the boxes of your your um bucket list and still accomplish your dreams that you had when you were 20 even if you're 50 because I'm doing that now and uh and it's happening and it's going well I'm doing stand-up comedy um so yeah it's just really the restrictions we put on ourselves it's kind of not really what everyone else I mean if you keep trying you're going to accomplish your goals right. eventually so your stand-up comedy is a continuation of your writing continuation of your experience yeah, yeah. what's the what's your material give me huh. give me a couple my material is um you have any Rodney Dangerfield setups no no, no. <laughs> I literally just talk about um dating in Los Angeles like okay I came from a world before dating apps right and um and meeting people authentically in person and you know that's how you get to like somebody or know somebody now there's this whole new you know world of dating apps and the people on it are fucking crazy and scary and not themselves and um so the scenarios that i have in the couple dates or a few dates i've gone on are unbelievable and hilarious and uh, frightening. I'll probably be single till the day I die. Probably, um, yeah. Just I, and my daughter just seems to think that I specifically have a certain set of fans that are cuckoo. She's like, I don't know what it is about you and dad, but y'all have the craziest people that obsess over you guys. So I don't know if it's just my energy that attracts the weirdos, or are you know. currently on dating apps? I'm on them, but I'm not. Cons- not I'm not consistent at all no i'll go on like once a month and beyond and then somebody will do one thing that will know me i'm like okay that's it and then i'm off um so where can we find you on dating now (laughs) i mean i'm on bumble but good luck having me respond or reply or be actually be there um i've had a couple of people see me on bumble and then dm me on instagram and be like i saw you on bumble and i'll be like bumble is for when i match with you and then i reach out to you that doesn't mean you see me on Bumble and then you reach out to me on Instagram. Right. I'm like, that's not the rules. Um, they're like, oh, sorry. I've even had people look up my, um, there's a new uh, app online that literally gives away all your information. Your addresses, every address you ever had, every phone number, every, I mean, every email, every, and I didn't believe that. Um, and it's new. 
I get this random uh, text message one day, this long plea, give me a chance. I'm, you know, you want to meet a great guy. I'm the one. Oh, like, he's really putting that out there. No, no. I mean, it was the longest. And I was like, who the fuck is this? Like, what the hell is that? Who, where, what? I was like, how did you get my number? It was the first thing I said. He's like, well, there's this new, this new app online. And, and I was like, um, I don't believe, I didn't believe him. He screenshotted it. And I checked it out, and me and Cherise were in awe. We're like, oh, it literally had every detail of my life on there and hers. And it was crazy. So I was like, wow. I think we just figured out the third book, Dating. Uh, That's my whole (laughs) stand-up. That's my whole stand-up set is about my experiences trying to be single uh, in this day and age. In this day and age. Not to mention, I don't have anyone my own age that hits on me at all. Only millennials hit on me. Only guys in their 20s or, or 18, 18 to 30, literally. I don't even exist to girls 18. I'm 42 right Isn't now. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, what What the hell? I don't exist to a girl. I, I, well, maybe I'm weird? blind, but I don't, I don't understand I don't the get it. demographics right now with... I don't get Who's it. Who's interested in what? Yeah, I don't get why an 18-year-old is fervently trying to pursue me. Like, uh, I, you know, okay, the MILF thing, whatever you think. Like, <laughs> Maybe I, it's the cover of the book, Cherry on Top. I don't know. I mean, I just don't. So many guys are like, hey, so you like that young dick? Like, <laughs> just like, uh, what? <laughs> um, you know, the random things or comments I get from guys uh, blow my mind. Give us a couple more besides that jewel right there. Do uh, you oh, like that young dick? Oh, uh, yeah, that's one. <laughs> I, I literally got a start to finish um, jerk off video, literally. Unsolicited. Unsolicited. Wow. I, I don't ever solicit dick, first of all. <laughs> um, unsolicited from beginning to end going, check out the sweet cock. If it was sweet, I would have been like, okay, it's kind of sweet. Right. It was not. Maybe it worked once for him. I was just like, is this really happening? I was like, is this what I think it is? I was like, oh my God. Fast forward, because I did not watch the whole thing. I was like, ew. Because <laughs> um, it was not a sweet cock. It wasn't. And I was just like, why would he ever think that? And He and took was, a shot at it. It was so insane. I was just like, what is happening? I don't even get it. Yeah. He might. He may have been playing the numbers games. He figures if he I don't, throws it out there 10 times in one response. I don't get it, man. Like, it's a success for him. First of all, women don't dig dick pics unless they ask for it. Unless they ask for it. Unless if, if any guy is ever sending dick pics, which they do, they think that their cock is amazing. I don't know what they think, but my ex-boyfriend literally had more photo shoots of his own cock and not be in porn. It was blew my mind. Literally, there's ex boyfriend are we ten thousands. My my last ex boyfriend, and he's a millennial. He was. Okay. He was. How old? Uh, he, he's six, six, he was sixteen years younger than me. Okay. But um, yeah, don't do that. It's <laughs> not, it doesn't work. It's way annoying. Um, but yeah, he had tens of thousands of photo shoots of his own dick, sending them out to anybody with a data plan. What? Uh, yeah. So that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Like different angles, wide shots. Like, what, did he have a studio set up? Like, what the hell? Like, what was he doing? A lighting package. and I, You have no idea. And he'd be like, yeah. I'm like, I don't care to see that. You're right. in the next room. Like, right. you don't have to send me. Like, what? I think that was his idea of porn or something. I don't know. But guys really think that women like that. We don't, unless we're dating you and ask for it. Like, don't send us your dick. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. It's been a great conversation. Cherry on top. Rare Bird Books, available 
Give us a rundown. Oh, what Amazon, where, where it's available? Yes. Oh, on Amazon, every bookstore, uh, bobbyjeanbrown.net. Oh, and follow me across all social media platforms at Brown Bobby and Bobby Jean Brown. And do you have any ratings coming up? Any readings? Yes. Oh, no. Rare bird. Do I? No. <laughs> um, no. Well, you had your last reading I was at at uh, Book Soup. Oh, yeah. You were Always there? a good place. Yeah. Were you there? Oh. Um, yeah, that was a crazy day. That was a good, it was a good reading, It was huh? a good read, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I had somebody trying to videotape that, and they videotaped the floor, so I didn't get to really see it. Bum, bum, I know. Bum. It, was I know. A, uh, it was a millennial. It was. Yeah. I know. Well, Thank can't you. win them all. I know. Well, great book. Great Thank chat, you. and um, let's get back to reading some more about Cherry on Top.